0: Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Josh Kender, also known as Kender. Hey, it's your boy, uh,
1: Roadhog's Big Fat Smelly Penis.
0: Oh, uh, no, it doesn't, ha- doesn't have the same kick as a attack helicopter penis. You like, really it like the have attack
1: helicopter kick.
2: penis?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's an original. I've never heard that before.
1: <laughs> so you have heard yeah. Roadhog's big, fat, smelly penis?
0: No, but I'm not surprised. That's the thing. There's no, <laughs> there's no there's impact. No, yeah, there's no impact there. There's no surprise there. You already know what's up. So... And I like to welcome our listeners who are listening for the very first time <laughs> <laughs> that this is not the whole show, folks. But uh yes, this is Watchpoint Radio episode number 154. We are recording on well, I have March 26th here. It is definitely not March 26th. It is April 10th, and we're gonna be releasing on April 11th. Um couple things to talk about. Finally have some news about the next archives event, and there is a new Mission for archives, so thankfully.
1: Thank the freaking uh, gods.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, and also, I want to talk a little bit about balancing Baptiste and some challenges that may come from that based off of what I've been seeing while playing. And then I'm also going to touch on uh, there was a bit of community feedback about a video Monte Cristo put up regarding, you know, locking in to 222 and we have some community questions as well, so we're going to hit all that on this episode. But before we get started, I would like to welcome anybody listening for the very first time Thank you very much for taking the time to check out Watchpoint Radio. Uh, We do talk about Overwatch news and esports and competitive, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. If you enjoy the show, you can follow us on Twitter at Watchpoint Radio, and we'd love to have you join us on Discord, which is at discord.me slash those buttons, and I promise you, we do not kick off every episode talking about penises. I mean, every episode of WPR, but... (laughs) (laughs) yeah it doesn't Not every episode starts with that Uh, and I'd also like to uh, thank any returning listeners whether this is your first re-listen or your 153rd re-listen we do appreciate you coming back every week and uh, you know hanging out with us for this hour 290 minutes that it takes for us to do a show for some reason Um, dead game 90 minute shows you know 90
1: minute my butt it's like 120 minutes
0: So uh yeah, thank you guys for you know returning. No new subscribers this week. That's probably because we haven't been streaming recently. Sorry about that to our current subscribers, but we're gonna get back on track. Actually, I was just telling Kendra before the show we can now VIP people in chat. So if you come in chat, if you come to stream on a regular basis and we see you in chat, we're gonna we'll throw you a VIP. All right. So uh that will be happening next time we we stream, which will be at this point be next week. And i uh, like to uh, actually know new patrons to thank. I was going to say I'd like to thank any new patrons or patrons. But we don't have any new patrons. So I'd like to thank our current patrons for sticking around. Thank you guys very much. We appreciate your support. Um,
1: you're welcome. Yeah, and this is a – what was that, Josh? I said you're welcome. Just call me by my slave name? Yes, yeah, <laughs> so I just called you by your slave name. <laughs> Damn. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> – That's
0: like my mom and my like middle too.
1: name. Oh
0: uh, whoa, Tiberius! <laughs>
1: no, I'm just saying you calling me by my first name is it's akin to my mom calling me by my middle name. You like, uh, I don't want to give out my government, but you know, right. <laughs> His middle name's
0: Tiberius, folks. Joshua Tiberius Kinder.
1: <laughs> it's not fucking Tiberius. <laughs> I wish it was now. <laughs> Pardon my cough, by the way, guys. Uh, it's allergy season in Georgia. Just if you live anywhere near here, you understand. Mm, gotcha.
0: Well, now they know your full government name and where you live. Woof. I know, right? God, it's gonna get real rough for you, Josh. It's a good thing I use two-factor
1: <laughs> authentication.
0: Oh, yeah. You don't use two-factor authentication on your house, dude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on in. I got like a, an aging computer and an old TV. That's about it.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: Yes, but um,
0: let's hop into our community feedback before we hop into our topics. Uh, and I, I'm i very sorry to the person who re, who responded or sent this to me on Twitter because I can't find the tweet. Um, usually, I we you know right before a show, I'll go back, I'll find the tweet, and I'll go ahead and put it in. But this came to me about almost two weeks ago at this point. And as you guys know, I wasn't able to make last week's show. So that being the case, you know, I went back to look for the tweet, and I could not find it. So I'm very sorry to the community member who uh, sent us a tweet and had this video attached to it. Basically, what they were saying is that they feel better about the t- about you know a locked in two two two. After watching monte cristo's video um and so I, I did watch the video. I heard what he had to say, and i want st- to. and I'm, I'm I mean he, he's Monte Cristo, so I'm pretty sure t- millions of people have watched this video at this point um and the first thing I want to say is that nothing he said was wrong. not one single thing he said was actually wrong. He talked about the strengths of two 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 and how it how how uh roll locking. Helped League of Legends and how, um, well, how Roll Q, I think he said, helped League of Legends and how going 2 2 2 would help with the balance of the game. It would make the game easier to balance. There was no falsehood in anything he said. Having a 2 2 2 locked in comp definitely comes with its own benefits, right? However, I think the. The problem with two two two, I'll put it to you like this: whether you think two 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 roll queue or or locking the comp at two 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 will fix the problems with competitive Overwatch, really depends on what you think the core problem is with um with competitive Overwatch. Right? If you think that the problem with competitive Overwatch is that more than two people can go DPS, you know then okay, this definitely helps. Or if you think that, well, people can't pick their role and well, people come into a game and they're not locked into the role they want, you know, they're not guaranteed their role, that's a problem. Eh, this might help with that. But, and I guess this is an opinion that I hold. What's with, with some facts behind it, right? <laughs> you know, it's not just like, something I'm thinking, but I think I don't think a two 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 would actually fix the problem, the major problem, the core issue that we have in comp, right with the current competitive system, let me say that right um, obviously there's multiple issues, but I think one of the biggest issues in the current competitive system is people not being able to pick the character that they want not not just the role. Not just the role, the character. Um and locking in, doing a roll queue with a lock in 222 two, two will not fix that problem. It'll get you closer to fixing it, but it actually won't fix that issue. It's like a band-aid that's really not super effective, right? Because let's let's imagine this scenario. Um you want to play Zarya, so you roll queue as a tank. It's highly unlikely that they're gonna have six roll queues, right? They're not gonna I doubt they're gonna roll queue tank, off tank, DPS, hybrid DPS, and then off support and support, right? They're not really going to do that. They're gonna have they do roll queue, they're gonna have three roles tank, DPS, support. So let's say you roll queue as a tank. You hop into your game, you wanna play Zarya, you're let's say you're a diamond player and you got there by focusing on Zarya play and you get in the game and because of your connection or the fact that you may not have a SSD hard drive somebody else has already picked Zarya. Well now you got to play main tank. But well, what if you suck at main tank? You know what I'm saying? Like what if you what if you play Zarya but you can't play Reinhardt, you know? Or you can't play Winston you know or what if you do want to main tank? Let's say you want to play um Reinhardt but you somebody has already picked him. Like you know what what if you can't play an off tank, you know? Or how about if you pick Reinhardt because he's your best character, but the team doesn't need a Reinhardt, the team needs a Winston. You know, because of everything the other stuff that other people are picking, right? I th- the problem lies in the fact that when you hit the competitive button, it just sends you into a game. It just goes. You just go directly to a game. And we've talked about it more and more over the past few months. It's just too accessible. It is just as easy to get into a comp game as it is to get into a quick play game. And that is part of the problem, right? And I don't know, maybe to some people, my proposed fix or at least something that will help it out might seem far-fetched but instead of going with a lock 222 cuz we're not even talking about the fact that now you can't do crazy compositions right you can't surprise your um your enemies with a with a with a 4 DPS 2 heal comp or 3 DPS 3 heal comp you can't do that your enemy is going to have a much better idea of what you're going to be capable of right there's not as much flexibility so i'm not even talking about all that stuff, that's going to go out the window with this. Just talking about, is it really going to help with the problem? And I don't think so. I think, like, we have t- talked about on the show before, but my solution is kind of, for competitive, make it six stack only. Six stack groups only. And if you are not in a six stack, you know, when you hit that competitive button, sure. Okay, let, let, you can pick the role that you want, but it throws you into an LFG. Right, and maybe when you hit that button, or right before you hit that button with the options and stuff like that, maybe you can you can select: Do you want a uh, a locked-in group, or do you want an open group? Right? Do you want an open group where people can switch roles if they want to, or do you want a locked group where people can't switch roles? You know, it cues you into getting an LFG group because at least when you drop into that LFG group. Yeah, and I think also they'd have to add ready up to LFG. By the way, I think for this to work, they have to add like, like a ready up button to the LFG. Mm-hmm. When you drop in that LFG, now you can have a conversation, right? You can have a conversation like, okay, um, I'm diamond player, I'm I'm three thousand, but I got three thousand by playing Zarya um that's that's my best character and having these conversations you may be able to work something out like okay well if you're gonna play Zarya then I'll play Ryan right and maybe you can you can actually kind of settle what your composition is going to be before you even get into the game but the best thing about it is that if you can't work it out with those people drop out of that group right there just drop out You say, okay well this isn't gonna work out I'm gonna go or you have other options, like if you notice that there's somebody that's not on the mic and you want everybody on the mic, bam, you can go if somebody's being a dick, bam, you can go you know you you don't have to hop in with that group as right right now, and even with a two 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 cue, you know you're kind of just locked into that team, and I do believe that a locked in role queue with two two will lead to more trolling. Because now somebody can lock in a a support spot and not know how to play support at all. Like, not really care, you know? And even if they, a little later, maybe they're feeling a little bad or they're like, okay, well, I'm going to help them win. They don't have that option because they can't really swap out. I have played plenty of matches where mid-game, through conversation, like, look, you know, somebody's like, hey, do you mind if I heal? I'm not doing well at DPS. Yeah, sure, no problem. Let's switch. Like, that... That's not an uncommon occurrence. I've had that happen lots of time. Uh, I do understand that this would lead to comp being a little less accessible and take more time to get in the comp, but I'm okay with that for competitive matches. Not only that, I actually do think it will reduce trolling because of the amount of time. it would. It would require a, a level of dedication for a troll to go through with that. Not only do you have to... Queue into an LFG with a six stack, right? You got to make it through that process because, other than that, they'll kick you out of the group. They see that you're a troll. Then you got to get into a game with them, and then you're still going to troll like that. It's just not worth the time versus now where oh, I want to play Overwatch, but I don't want to play Quick Play. Boom, competitive. Just like that. I think it's too much. You know, I've been talking for a while. What do you think, Josh? <laughs> I keep on you Josh now. So Again, <laughs> I the fucking slave name
1: over here. <laughs> I mean we we talked this point to death uh a couple of shows ago. Um one of the examples I used was like a player a character like Mei who doesn't really fit in a specific spot. Like you can use her as DPS, you can use her as kind of an off tank. Uh mostly just a stall character for a lot of people. I mean roles like that that come out in certain situations and may not may or may not necessarily fit into a comp that that happens That's part of Overwatch. And you would have to, com- yeah, you, it would be easier to balance a game around a two-two-two. But you would have to completely re, pretty much reimagine uh, several characters because of this. Because at that point in a two-two-two, the way May is now would not work. Um, Symmetra could probably fit, but like old Symmetra wouldn't have worked. Um, things like that, and. I'm very tired, so I'm having trouble thinking of like all the characters right now, but you, you get the idea. Uh, so, I don't like a 222. Two, two. uh, I do like your idea uh, for the lobby. It's, pre- it's pretty much just a pregame lobby um, when you get into a comp game. That accessibility does need to be somewhat reduced. Uh, however, that w- would introduce something for the developers, uh, it, it would introduce the problem of compensation for time. Um, because as it is right now, a lot of the time you can go into comp and even as it is as accessible as it is, it can feel like a complete waste of time if you draw or, or lose or anything like that. You know, if you have a good game and you lose, yeah, that that's not necessarily always, this doesn't always feel like a waste of time, but a lot of time you get in and you work your ass off, you spend almost half an hour in a game that's back and forth and, and it ends up in a draw and it feels like a waste of time. Um, Some way of compensating players would have to be they would have to come up with some way of compensating players for that, Um, especially with the additional time for the lobbies and everything for actual comp matches, Uh, whether that's increased um, loss and rewards for actual comp comp matches where it doesn't take like 31 matches to climb up a level. It takes like 15 or something like that, but you also lose the same amount so you can climb and fall and. All that shit on ladder a whole lot quicker, which I think they should do anyway, um, because it is a freaking grind when you have to win so many games in a row to climb and rank. Um, whereas if you lose a lot of times, it's the same way, you know, you have to lose a whole bunch to de-rank, but if you're having a really bad day and you don't know when to stop, you know. You know what I'm saying?
0: No, I get what you're saying. Uh, you brought up two things there. One being, you know, you think that they need to compensate players for reward for, for taking longer to do comp matches. I disagree. The reward is the fact that you will have better comp matches, right? Competitive play is not for everyone, it's just not. Not everybody is built for it you know, the reward for competitive play is having a better match. Like, don't get me wrong, I mean, Overwatch is fun, right? If you just want to have fun on Overwatch, just want to have fun. You know, playing the characters, go play Quick Play. And this would definitely put more people back into Quick Play because comp wouldn't be as attractive, right? But even before... Games started putting competitive systems inside of the game. You had communities for almost any game that could be played competitively, forming outside of the game in forums, in IRC or Discord now, you know, on Reddit, and finding ways to play each other competitively. You know, having pickup games and and stuff like that. You know, basically over like competitive Overwatch is just a pug that the system puts together for you <laughs> that, that, that's that, that's what competitive overwatch is so you don't want people in competitive that don't have a competitive mindset or don't actually enjoy comp- playing playing competitively you know and the because other thing e- okay oh, go ahead i was gonna say even losing a game in competitive if you're playing it competitively like you can probably learn something you know like it's so, okay fine sometimes you lose and it's just because your team's not clicking and you know you may have somebody who who sucks on taming there are times where you can blame one person you can't blame one person but a lot of times like even in those situations you can learn like okay well i need to maybe i need to take charge more maybe i need to learn to communicate better you know etc i think the reward for having you know the the reward is enough. Like the the, the the reward of playing actual competitive games with other people who want to play competitively and who are serious about this is enough. So that's the first thing you have because I have something else too. Uh right. do you have a retort to that?
1: <laughs> uh and less of a retort more of a, an addition. Uh okay, go for it, yeah. So another problem I would say the actual problem with competitive is less about hero selection. Like once you get past a certain level, hero selection is not all that bad. A lot of people flex. Um, it's. Especially in recent games, I haven't had that much, that much problem getting some healers. I don't have a problem getting two healers or tanks or anything like that. It's not that common anymore. In my opinion, it happens. Yes, but it's not like the problem, in my opinion, getting a team comp together. It's getting a team that knows what to do, Uh, that knows where to go on the map what their job as their role is. And a 222 two, two isn't going to fix that. That's just going to force people to pick the roles that they're already choosing if they're going to 222. Uh but that doesn't mean they're going to know exactly what their damn job is. That doesn't mean they're going to know um uh game sense. That doesn't mean they're going to better their mechanical skill. Um the problem with the game is people not knowing how to play the damn game in competitive. That, like that's plain and simple. That's it. And your solution, uh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, no, no, go, go, go. Yeah, you, you're good. <laughs> and your solution does a better job, in my opinion, of remedying that. Because when you're in the lobby pre-game, you're like, all right, who wants to play what? All right, I want to play tank, main tank. I can't play Winston. Okay, well if you Uh, If we're in a situation where we can't use Winston here, I'll go Winston, and you go this. That way we have a strategy beforehand. I know my job. You can discuss what to do in a situation. If they run far, then we need you to switch to Soldier or whatever. Uh, Depending on what map you go to, then you already have a game plan. Formulating a game plan, even minimally, um, before a match, can make or break the game. A lot of the time, and if you're running around, it happened to us in the, actually the Watchers tournament. We had a period where none of us knew what to do in a particular situation because we hadn't prepared what switches we were going to do for that. And everybody picked the wrong character, and we were trying to get some switches out. Didn't work out. Someone stayed on Lucille when they were supposed to switch. When another person was supposed to go, that it was just a big jumbled mess. And the very next game, we knew what we were doing. We talked about it beforehand and we got our shit together and put up a much better fight. Right. That was against the same team with the same players on our team. So it's not like it was complete clusterfuck. They were just that much better than us. We just formulated a plan in literally less than a minute.
0: Right. Yeah, sometimes all you need is decent communication. You know, Uh, but what she said about the problem with comp is that people don't know how to play Overwatch. That is very rank specific. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you.
1: True. But I think the people most complaining about competitive Overwatch are probably going to be the the mid to lower tiers. People at the higher levels, you know, they complain about meta and things of that sort. They know how to play the game, obviously. And most of what people complain about in upper upper levels are actual meta, actual balance, things like that. I don't think I hear anybody really complaining at the higher levels Probably very rarely complaining about team comps being the issue it's all meta balance and things like that
0: you're right because it's not team comps. The issue is like, in that like so yeah, in the lower tiers problem is that people don't know how to play even if, they, if, if even if it's a character that they play on a regular basis, they may be playing them wrong because they can make more mistakes right once you get into the higher tiers, what ends up happening is that um People get to Diamond. Let me use that as a base, right? People get to Diamond. They get to Diamond playing a very specific character. But if you go into a game... It, okay, let's say this. Let's say two people are... Or three people, because this has happened too, play Anna. That's what they do. That's what they did. They play Anna very, very well. And that's what they did to get higher rank, right? But now you go into a game and all three of those people on the same team, all three of those people on the same team. What if they can't play, or if they don't know how to play anything else at the diamond level? That's part of the problem because not all, not you know, you may be able to play diamond and at a diamond level, but what if you can't play Mercy at a diamond level? What if you can't play uh, uh, Moira at a diamond level because all you did was play. Anna, and how that, many profiles have you looked at and all you see is
1: one character straight across? And that's the punishment you get for one tricking a certain character. Sometimes you just lose the draw. and It's a punishment for you, but what about
0: the other three people who, who, who do know how to play other characters? You know, that it punishes them too. You are punished for the decisions of other people. But that can be eliminated if you go it, it's not like we're disagreeing about the system, right? We're not disagreeing about the system. Right. Uh but that, you know, it's that can be eliminated if you can get into a match and if all three would be like, well, I can only play Anna. I can only play Anna. I can only play Anna. It used to be I can only play Mercy. We know people who we know people who've made it a diamond and only play like certain characters, you know.
1: Right. And that, be, what that means is that yeah. you are a diamond. Ana player you're a diamond mercy player you're not a diamond overwatch player at but that you're point. still
0: in diamond at that point
1: so that's irrelevant you are because you're still in diamond st- statistically speaking if even if you do get a couple of matches with one trick Ana that doesn't get who they want to play and you have another player um, statistically speaking if you have a hero pool that allows you to flex more and you can play all of those at a diamond level you will climb or at least remain in diamond it's a lot less likely for you as a flex as more flexible uh, as a more flexible player uh if you're at a diamond level with those characters to drop whereas if you one trick x character at a diamond level you have to be a lot more careful or a lot better at that character to remain where you are which is a in an inadvertent punishment for one tricking
0: but then again, it, it's still like, you know, going further into that, it extends past one trick, right? Like, for example, like take, take me for example. Um, I have an account that I got to Diamond with Anna, and I have an account that I got to Diamond with Zen. But I'm not a one trick. Uh, I'm not even a one role. Like, I can play tanks, right? I can play Orisa. I can play D.Va. I can play Reinhardt. I can play Winston. I can play, um, in terms of DPS, I can play McCree. I can play soldier i can play uh ash you know i can play these characters but let's say i get into a game where you know somebody can only play anna so i'm like okay fine you take anna but then both tanks are taken and that's what they play that's what they're best at right um am i gonna play a dps like okay fine i'll play a dps i'll play my platinum level mccree or my platinum level um ash against a diamond level McCree or a diamond level Ash. You know what I'm saying? And it's probably not going to work out for my team. Even with me, not as a one trick. It's just that I, I may play, I play certain characters at a diamond level and the other characters I do know how to play, I play at a platinum level. And then if you put me up against somebody who is playing what they want to play at, at level that puts my team at a disadvantage simply because the matchmaker is not taken into consideration that you know,
1: these people play the same characters. Right. And what you just outlined is the problem in the current system of Overwatch competitive. Right. Now, both solutions that have been presented fix this problem. Pre game lobby, I only play Ana. Uh, I play Ana too. Out of there. Find a group that'll let you play Ana. 222 fixes it, but with less guarantee.
0: Yeah. Especially if you play a meta character. Right, you know, if you if you if your tank is Reinhardt, but you know somebody else they get in they pick Reinhardt. Can you hog? Can you Diva? Can you? Win- you know, not Winston. Sorry, can you Zarya? No. And now you're gonna go up against another person who probably does off tank well. You know that that's
1: right, and that, that also that's, that's
0: not fair to your team.
1: That also doesn't really help you either because we always recommend specifying in a certain role. And we usually break it down in main tank, off tank, main heal, off heal, and DPS. And maining an off tank role, perfectly fine. A lot of people do it. I mained off tank for a long time. I couldn't for a a very long time play main tank. Not good at it. Um, Even now, I'm not great at main tank. I'm not the best in the world. I feel a lot more comfortable on Zarya or or another off tank. Zarya is my best. uh is probably a close second. Um but if I pick a tank role in a 222 two, two, and someone else picks the off tank role, well shit. My main tank is way below my off tank level. So but the problem still remains whereas if I get in a pregame lobby, I can say, "Hey, I play Zarya." Oh, well, I I play D.Va. That doesn't work out for us. All right. All right. good luck. Peace. Bye. Peace.
0: Yeah, I think the pre game lobby I mean we it's all it's funny because we've been talking about this for long, like we've been arguing about it. We haven't, uh you're just bring up you know various points. But it, you know, the pre i that's why I think the pre game lobby is superior because I think it'll cut down on toxicity. I think it'll lead to better matches. The negatives of it is just competitive is just not as accessible. Right. It's just not.
1: But and I don't once think again, that's a problem. And once again, it brings up that dirty word that everybody's so afraid of accountability
0: i i just don't think it's a problem i i don't think it's a good idea that you could just hop into a competitive game that you could just hop into one and you know that that's that's the end of it um i think that you know we would see less people in comp but we'd see better comp games that's generally the way it goes so I said I didn't like, with the with the video from Monte Cristo. Like, I didn't disagree with anything he said. I just don't think the trade off of what it provides is worth what you lose, especially when there's a superior system, or at least a system that I think will be superior that you could put into place.
1: If that makes sense, right? And make sure you guys, uh, if you have any arguments or anything that you want to say that we didn't think of for this particular discussion, because this is an ongoing discussion. Uh, make sure that you catch us on Twitter or go to our Discord. Anywhere, just message us. Uh, because this would be a great co- community episode or discussion topic. Um, if you have anything to say on the topic, anything we didn't think of, please. Uh, this this would actually be a great talking point. Absolutely. So with that, let's move into Storm Rising. You know, that's probably going to
0: be the topic of the the title of this podcast. (laughs) And we're 30 minutes into the show and finally talking about it. (laughs) um, It was a good discussion. Yes, it was a good discussion. It was was a good discussion. Um, So Storm Rising... Is the next mission we're gonna get in Archives? It is the next Archives event. What I'm and it is running from April sixteenth to May sixth. I am not necessarily a fan of that. I think it should run longer because what was that gonna be one, two, three weeks? That's three weeks. Like I, I, I do understand that at the end of May we're gonna get the three year anniversary. Maybe that's why, right? Because during if they do the anniversary they the way they did last year. You will have another opportunity to play this because remember last year during the anniversary, you were able to play all the game modes. Right. The problem I have with it is like, what if I want to play this more, but it's just not available on that day because it changes from day to day. They really just need to make a screen where you can see all the game modes. They, They really do, you know, but whatever. But still happy for what we got. Storm Rising coming April sixteenth, May sixth. This time you'll be playing Genji, Tracer, Winston, and Mercy. And I don't know, like three out of those four characters, I really don't play myself. I mean, I, I, you could play as Genji in in uh, Retribution, and you could play as Tracer in Uprising. And even in Retribution, I didn't. You really could play like as Mercy as well in the
1: in, in the an Uprising,
0: right? Right, so yeah, I really didn't like playing uh, Genji. I don't like playing Genji in the game, but I didn't even like playing Genji in Retribution. So I, I probably will stay away from him.
1: I personally thought Genji was insanely fun in Retribution. Like he was by far the most fun character in that mode, in my opinion. We're just gonna agree to disagree on that one. I'm that's I, fine. That's you, you're entitled opinion, to that yeah. opinion, but I, <laughs> I, I think a lot of people are of the same mindset. He was just a blast because of the dash resets. That was just so much fun.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll probably play Tracer for DPS. I'll play Winston when, you know, we need something for Tank, but I doubt we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to play Mercy. Um, I just don't know. I'm trying to, I I wish they would have like Torb back in it, to be honest with you. Um, Torb was fun. <laughs> Torb, yeah, Torb was fun. However, I mean, he may not go with the mission. There may be a lot of, like, moving around and not stationary right. stuff. But on top of that, I think from a lore perspective, because here, here, here's the story of what's happening. Um, uh, you're going after Maximilian, the same Maximilian we found in the Doomfist comic. Um, there was, like, a little audio clip in a video that uh, they released where somebody's telling jack or soldier 76 that if you want to get doomfist you got to go after his accountant maximilian so in this mission you will be going after maximilian and they also mentioned that reinhardt is hurt and that's when they announced the the, the, uh, the characters that you'll be playing so reinhardt is hurt that's why he's not here but i'm pretty sure according to the lore i'm not a overwatch lore master but i'm pretty sure according to lore when reinhardt was hurt it was Torb that saved him. And it's actually that's what caused Torb to lose his arm. But no, that doesn't make sense because this happens after Uprising. And Torb had already lost his arm. Right. So maybe that's a different thing. So I, I just sorry I just thought that out on the podcast and I was wrong about that. So whatever, <laughs> Reinhardt's hurt. They could have had Torb in it. I don't you know.
1: <laughs> but
0: um I don't know. Yeah, so-
1: in that, on that, oh no, he still had the claw on that skin. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there maybe yeah, there's some it, lore about the claw being a pre like a uh, what do you call it? uh uh oh god what's the word for uh, a prototype a prototype maybe where he still has his arm underneath I don't know I don't know
0: but yeah so so that's what's happening there was also a lore post put out which was a newspaper ad not ad but it was a newspaper um uh, article talking about this distillery in Cuba and how it used to be Cuba's biggest distillery, but unfortunate things happened. Like they started missing shipments, and then the distillery burned down. And then an, an anonymous, uh, not what's the word I'm looking for, anonymous uh, not donor but anonymous company came in and Benefactor. bought it. Benefactor, or something like that. Um And it's it's clear that it's Talon, right? It was Talon. So Talon wanted to buy the distillery. The owner said no, and then Talon starts, you know putting them under, you know, giving them the big squeeze, you know what I'm saying? They started making shipments go away, and then they burned down the place, and basically the distillery had to sell, the the, the company had to sell the distillery, or the whole company, at a fraction of the price. Uh, but also in that same post, they talk about the Havana Seaport and how that same company owns the Havana Seaport, which is supposed to be a government operation, but nobody goes in, nobody goes out, so town's controlling that. And also there's a hurricane coming in during this event. So that makes us wonder if there's going to be weather effects involved here in this event.
1: Please do. I really hope that they have like harsh rain in one point and then like the eye of the storm hits. And then there's like some big like badass like airdrop or something in the eye of the storm and then shit pops off. Like I really hope they go all out with this. They have a big opportunity. Um, Another thing that I'm hoping as well is that since you have uh, Winston with all that mobility along with Mercy who can follow him, I'm wondering if there are certain objectives or things to do on this particular map uh, that can only be reached by XYZ character or something.
0: You have three characters that have mobility, Winston, Genji, and um, upward mobility, vertical mobility, Winston, Genji, and Mercy. Winsty, I said, that's his new name. Winsty. He has a brother named Quincy. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I, I am, I am looking forward to it. I'm really glad they didn't let us down.
1: No, oh there, 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 yes. there was
0: doubt. There was doubt. I, 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 I never
1: it. reserved myself to like, uh, we're not gonna have it and just not gonna play anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they they over- I, think, I was saying, that, like they know this is their biggest event every
0: year. This is the one that people come back for. Right. People come back for. And I, to be honest with you, I think it'll be smart for the Overwatch team. When they're gonna make big changes to the game, do it around this event. Because people are going to come back to play this event. And if they're in the game client. You know, they may try it out. Like if you make a big change to comp or something like that, do it around this event, right? This, this is going to bring people back. In. That's that's the that's the best chance you have for them to see it, right? That and I mean, because a lot of people aren't even paying attention too much attention to Overwatch updates except big stuff like this, you know. Cause they, they. Don't, I'm not gonna say they go all out, but like it looks different, right? I mean, when they do their regular events, summer games, you know, uh, Lunar New Year, they just kind of release a trailer with skins. Eh, that's all you see: a trailer with skins. But with the, with this, you see like you know, there's lore posts, there's lore videos, there's you know,
1: gonna be a cinematic probably just like for Retribution, right? And you know. t- and. Didn't we have an episode here recently, correct me if I'm wrong, where somebody was saying something about people don't really care about lore? And this is like the prime example of people giving a shit about lore. Like, I, Did I feel Did somebody like that say was, that on this show? I feel like it was a, 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 not a community question, but some kind of like Twitter post you found or somebody in the forums or something like that. It was like, oh, lore doesn't matter. We need like balance. Blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. we, and we had a discussion about it i believe like people love lore and this is like a prime example of people loving fucking lore give us more lore blizzard please like it's amazing
0: yes yeah no i i, I think i recall the comments, i just can't remember how it got started right same but no yeah so yeah this is i'm looking forward to I'm, I'm looking to see you know what we see um you know what kind of changes we see what new enemies we see you know we we saw a new type of enemy last Last year, um we had several actually. Yeah, actually, yeah, several new enemies last year. They had like a sniper, but then they had the, the thing that had the claws on the ground and then you had the guy with the big guns and everybody thought he was gonna be, you know, a new a new character type. I hope this game this uh also co- is a map. I hope. Oh, that map would be great. Is a... Actually, fuck. They they um they changed one of the signs in the airport. They changed all the signs right. of the yeah. airport to say Havana already. So I I hope I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give my hopes up. <laughs> you give your hopes hope. up. <laughs> I'm give my hopes up right now. <laughs> that this is this Havana is also gonna be a map. Because if it's a good map,
1: I'll forgive them for Paris. <laughs> God. I, I just wanna take a minute to say on the record, fuck Paris in Overwatch. Dude. I,
0: I hate that map. I, it is, it is not a fan favorite map. Paris was the first map that I was like, "I'd be down for map banning now." <laughs> right, right.
1: God, like, I, I only thought I hated Temple of Anubis until I played Paris. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, like I,
1: yeah, I actually in the pre-game, the, the pre-game lobby system. What if you added map bans to it? Right, or like at least you know, the thing they used to do in Halo, have three different maps, vote on it, right? Right, you can do It that. works see, so I th- well.
0: I think it would be better to map ban, because then you, you know, you if you do this, if you do it where you allow people to select maps, and then everybody votes on them, that really limits the pool. No, I mean, the, are, the
1: maps are randomized, and you get three from the list, and it's like, alright, vote on one of these.
0: Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, but the thing is, I think if if you just do map bans because you're right that that would also work but the an advantage of bands instead of votes is that if you, a map is just constantly being banned by like you know 90 percent of the time obviously there's something up with the map
1: yeah <laughs> right. actually the way that they did it in halo reach map vetoes uh that worked really well so like a mm. map shows up coming up next this map and you can select a veto and and it vetoes <laughs> this map. Did the button say fuck that noise? <laughs> it should have. <laughs> I don't know how many times you could veto if it was more than once. Uh, but I know you could at least uh do a one time mat veto. It might have been ah. twice before it was like, All right, you're going here. I don't care what you say. Gotcha. <laughs> All
0: right. And so so far, as of this recording, we've seen two skins, Baptiste Talon skin, I think like from uh from the cinematic from his uh his origin story. You, you can see you get you have that skin that looks cool. The skin that does not look cool is a junk rat clown skin. They already have like they have a jester skin and now they have a clown okay. skin, and it's just it looks. I mean, somebody's gonna like it. Somebody.
1: I mean, know? I I feel like it's like a, the the direct call out to the new Joker movie. Um, I forget the actor's name. I apologize. I'm terrible with names. Uh, have Your, you seen the, tra- the trailer? Something trailer? Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix. I think his name is something or? like that. Yeah. God, I, we, yeah, we just butchered the shit out of that. We're gonna get hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, uh, Joe Quinn Phoenix. That's it. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I saw the trailer. I'd rather not talk about it. But I don't know. I I think it's it's interesting because they're dense This is not a movie podcast, but they're distancing no, this themselves not, from. from, from the DC cinematic <laughs> I was gonna let you universe. say whatever you were gonna thing. say and just let it go. I was gonna be like, you oh, can say whatever you want."
0: I'm just not gonna respond. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I'm not a fan of the clown skin. I'm like, mm, I mean, somebody's gonna like it though, and it's probably gonna be the first skin I get, because <laughs> that's just how it happens
1: for me. Every I time, the ones I don't, you want. always get the skin you don't want in the first loot box. Exactly.
0: All right, well, let's move on from Rising Storm. I mean, more info is gonna come out on that in the next few days, I'm sure. Um, but let's talk about Bouncing Baptiste and. This really, this this topic really centers around his immortality field, right? And I've played Baptiste like as high as like mid-diamond and as low as, you know, low gold. And from what I've seen, the immortality field isn't all that effective or isn't as effective as it could be. For in both in both ranges, in the high end, what I see is that when you put the immortality field down, it gets taken out, just like that. Boop, gone, right. In the low ends, what I see are your teammates just straight up walking out of it. They just straight up walk out of it. Like you'll put it down, and they will. Even if you tell them that it's down or to move into it, they'll just run away from it. You know, be having like that 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 that. That focus vision on hat on somebody, right? You know, and the problem I foresee is: well, how does Blizzard really balance that, right? I mean, you can't. If you make it stronger for the low tier, I think it'll be too strong for the high tier, right? And if you make it stronger for the high tier, like actually it's kind of the same thing it might be too strong for the low tier right uh because another problem in the low tier is that when people are using it nobody focuses it that's another issue you run into so right. you can't like I, in my opinion you can't buff the health of it because in a low tier i find myself as baptiste shooting it solo even though all my teammates are around <laughs> I'm, I'm shooting it solo so that's kind of it you know, it, it really—I mean, obviously, it's, it's a skewed perspective. But it's like when I put mine down, my teammates are running out of it. When <laughs> somebody else puts theirs down, um, I don't know. Maybe their teammates are running out of it too. And I'm not paying attention because I'm focusing on destroying the field. So maybe that's an issue too.
1: Right. I, I think but it, it's hard. What? It's hard for me, at least, to really get a good grasp on how to balance it because I'm not a very good Baptist. i just not. Mm-hmm. Um. I would really like to get the perspective of somebody that plays Baptiste well or especially somebody that's maining him right now uh, in the upper, upper levels, like, you know, Master GM at least. Um, and obviously things are going to change uh, whenever he gets put in. The, I don't know if he's in, in Overwatch League yet. I I'm not. a. am I'm just I'm like pretty you. sure
0: he is. I think it's is stage already? two. He was in. Yeah. I haven't
1: watched any OWL because I'm I'm like you. I just I don't care at all that much. Like the big games. I'll watch That's about it. Well, um actually oh god i wish we had Ben because he could tell us how that's uh how that's going down right now i feel really missing or really underinformed. or you can
0: listen to push the point
1: <laughs> hey
0: because
1: <laughs> they talked about it
0: on the latest episode so oh did they god i
1: missed that it's like, good yeah. i don't even like overwatch league but i like that show oh my god it's actually kind of <laughs> interesting yeah oh, nice plug <laughs> <laughs> uh The only thing that I could see uh, and take this with a huge grain of salt, because like I said, I'm not a very good bad piece player. Um, They may may just have to rework it. If you can't balance it one way or the other with simple changes, like changing the health of the actual drone that does it or the actual lamp itself, um, then maybe change the way how way it works. Um, In pre-show, I mentioned the idea of maybe having it affect one person Uh, And kind of following along with them. Still have the beacon that you can be killed hanging over that person's head, but at least they're moving. Uh, It takes a little bit more skill to take it out, and it's not saving an entire team at the low levels. Um, So, you know, you have one person that could be doing all the work, but at a lower level, are they really going to be doing that much? And at the higher levels, you know, you still have focus fire on one person, but it's not saving an entire freaking team. And it seems like that would be easier to balance, in, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and don't get me wrong, like, a is not useless. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's not useless. But when I've used it, it kind of has to be... I'd be and maybe I, is it's also a good chance I'm just not a great, that great of a baptist? Maybe I'm not communicating properly. Very possible, right? But when I use it, it's pretty much to just save somebody's life real quick and pump them full of health or as much health as I can before the enemy team takes down, because at least when you put put it down and the enemy team sees that it's up, at the very least, they're, they're going to probably look up real quick, focus it down, and that gives you enough time to save that person, or at least give them enough health so they can
1: get out of there. Yeah, I know? mean, that's at least so, one or two healing grenades before that thing gets killed.
0: Right, exactly. So... You know, it's not completely useless. And maybe that's the just the amount of use that it wants. And maybe I'm thinking about it incorrectly. That is also a possibility. I mean, I'm thinking about it incorrectly in that, well, it doesn't stay up for its full use. That, that is also a possibility. Um, but yeah, like I said, if you buff it in lower tiers, if you buff it the health of the lamp in lower tiers, it's probably never going to get destroyed because it barely gets destroyed now. You know, because of, cause of lack of focus. But does it even matter if people's teammates are walking out of it? You know? that. <laughs> <laughs> I, need quite answers to, I need answers to these questions. Does it matter?
1: Now, one, one thing I have seen, I don't know how much play it's getting at the higher level, actually getting at the higher levels, but I know there are ways that you can kind of get uh, interesting positioning with Lamp behind, like, wall geometry and things. Like, um, on Numbani, uh, on Attack, if you go Uh, up the stairs you don't go mid you go left and you go up the stairs all the way um, and come out of the top of the hallway building I I know there's a call out for that That's better than what I'm saying but I think everybody gets the idea Uh, there's a column on the right side there uh, and you can get behind like your Reinhardt shield or something set up your lamp and the lamp actually goes behind that column and if the enemy team is fighting you from the other point of that same high ground or they're finding you from the point or the other across the way in the high ground, they can't actually hit the lamp. So that leaves it up for the duration unless somebody goes out of position to actually try and take it out. Um, so I don't know how many uses like that there are. Maybe he's just a very map specific character, which I'm totally for. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. It's really hard to say when you're not a great Baptiste player. I haven't played him enough either. I don't have enough hours on them to really weigh in on that too well. Hmm. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I just like when I was playing with him, and I, you know, I was playing at both spectrums. I'm like, how are they going to balance this so that the lamp is effective? Because what's going to happen? Like if 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 people keep complaining that the lamp isn't effective, right? That it just gets destroyed. That it doesn't matter. If if it, if it seems like one of his abilities isn't effective in either tier, they're going to do something about it. They're going to change it. What though? What like what would they change about it? You know what I'm saying? That right. that's the thing. I just I just don't know. I I honestly don't have a suggestion on what they should do with it. It's really with the lamp, it's really it really does seem like it's about how people play it, right. not about its affecting this. This isn't like when Brig had that ridiculous stun, you know right. so fast. Like, okay, that shit had to go. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know. I still think Ash's uh, dynamite burns too long. I do. I think it burns too long. Uh, so, but it's I, I wouldn't call that game breaking. Yeah. Right.
1: So, I don't know. Oh, yeah. that's, that's that's an, another great topic to uh, message the show about. We're just full <laughs> of them yes. today. Kinder is lonely. He really wants you to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> talk to me. I mean, you can send me a dirty message for all I care. I don't, I don't care. Talk to me, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. That's Zen funny. Send nudes. But, uh, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's just a thought. I Let's move into our community questions, though. We actually have two. One from last week that we missed and one from this week. So, first is from Vulpix. He says... Uh, just checking if anyone has played any other arena game like LOL, of Legends, that they have this much trouble with balancing when they were getting big. OW is the first arena game I've played, so I don't know the history of balancing in these kinds of
1: games. When he said um, JC saying just checking, I completely geez, thought uh, he meant Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're awful mad about this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> I mean, I I actually didn't play League that much. I played more of... uh, I did play Dota for a bit, but that's it. I know it's kind of hard to compare the balancing of League of Legends to the balancing of Overwatch, in my opinion, especially since League of Legends, generally speaking, has one map, right? It has one map, one format, that's it. Overwatch, even if you try to take the character philosophy into... From League of Legends, you have to take into consideration every map that gets played. <laughs> you know, you have a, a way a much larger map selection that's played in competitive. So I think it's it's not necessarily fair to com to compare League of Legends balancing to Overwatch's balancing. You know, somebody's probably disagreeing with me right now. They're in their car. You know, whispering at their cubicle or something, <laughs> something like that. You know how wrong I am, but that's you, you that's, dumb that's bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, then you, you you call this an you call it League of Legends an are, arena game, which I guess technically speaking it is. Like I guess technically, arena means something different to me and Kendra than it does to a lot of <laughs> other, other people. Because when you say arena game, especially when you're talking about a shooter, that is a very different type of game uh overwatch in my opinion resembles an arena shooter more than it does like an arena game like league of legends like just in characters okay fine it's a hero game but the fact that you have health packs and things like that will make it resemble more of an arena shooter not to mention it's also a first person shooter but then when you get into that you still can't compare because the thing about arena shooters, the one constant in arena shooters, is that every single person in that map was equal. Hitboxes were not different. Even in Unreal Tournament. Even in Unreal Tournament where you had character models that were bigger than other
1: character models. The hitboxes were the same. You know? Right. And so, the thing about those two is the balance didn't matter for the characters. It was all about map control.
0: It was all about map control that that was like the bat like there was nothing to balance the character. Every character was the same. They moved the same speed, they jumped the same height, they had the same movement abilities, they had the same hit boxes the and on top of that, another reason you can't compare it is because Overwatch is like an objective based shooter, right in an arena. You move from one part of the map to the other in most of the games, you know, and there's only fights even if you take something like King of a Hill there's only certain parts of the map that get fought in. Most of the maps, and over, the most of the map area in Overwatch doesn't actually get used. On a King of Hill map, you fight on the point, which is in the middle, or you're fighting at a choke. Their choke, your choke, like there are very specific locations where you're going to take that fight. With arena shooters, the whole map was used. You know, the whole map was used. And the whole map was designed to push you into other parts of the map to have engagements there. You know, a lot of fights happened in certain areas, like they may happen at the keg or at a, at the amp, you know, at a certain weapon. But once that weapon was picked up, the the fight's going to shift to the next, to the next area, you know, and then eventually you'll find yourself back there when the map timers is about to hit for that, for that power up or for that, Kaga health or something like that, you'll find the fight back there. But the whole map is kind of used in fighting air, so it's actually more about map. uh, Making sure the map was balanced properly, right? Making sure the weapons were spaced apart properly, you know. So it's, it's it's actually pretty different. I think it's okay to not be able to compare Overwatch to other directly to other games because it's it's a hybrid of so many. It's a hybrid of so many games, right? It is. It takes some stuff from LOL. It takes some stuff from Quake. It takes some stuff from Unreal Tournament. You know?
1: I mean, I it would takes say, some I stuff from Half-Life Obviously, Deathmatch. the <laughs> closest thing you could compare it to would be something like Team Fortress 2. That would be closest the thing. closest thing I could think of at all. Right.
0: And Team Fortress 2 <laughs> was funny because I mean, it wasn't balanced perfectly, but it was balanced pretty well for a game where you can pick, in many cases, as many characters as you want it, right? <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> it was it was balanced, like, so, you know, somewhat well. Um, they use that old Valve magic. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing about old, old Valve magic is that Valve cared about the game actually being balanced. Uh, Blizzard's top priority is the user experience. That's the difference.
1: Right, balance you think- balance, and fun are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> right yeah blizzard wants you to feel good playing the game they do
0: that's why Junkrat's tire has such a long radius kills you you know you can now do a rip tire in the middle of a group and make it blow up it doesn't kill you you know that's why divas mech doesn't kill you anymore as well that's why Junkrat's rats minds don't kill don't hurt himself because they want they, they care about the user experience more so and i'm not trying to take a dump on that or anything like that i'm just saying that that's the
1: way it is (laughs) you know i mean if you uh, put it this way those changes don't necessarily i mean they do affect the the usefulness of the character in a way but it does reduce the skill cap for those or yeah it does reduce the skill cap for those characters you can still use those characters before those abilities are changed at that same level if you are good enough to avoid your own minds if you're good enough to place your uh mech in a position where you can get away. Well, I guess that one maybe is a little iffy, but still. Uh those reduce skill cap and improve user experience rather than being balance changes per se. Right. I think that's a better and, way of putting that.
0: Right. And at least suppose it does have the sense that they know they can't just apply the user experience philosophy to every single character. Imagine if they apply that shit to Tracer. You know, I like, okay. well yeah, like, you know, well, we need to make her easier to use, right? And we still want you to feel good when you play her. So by, Zenyatta is just erased all the time now. <laughs> you know, like Zenyatta doesn't get played at all. You know, stuff like this. It's not like they don't have any sense about it, but they do have their own philosophy, and that's why they're not they're not Valve. But it's not like Valve is rocking great games right now. I mean, All if right. you play Dota 2, that's fine. And also Counter Strike is doing is doing well if you still play Counter Strike, but like they haven't really even put out a new IP. I'm a little salty with Valve recently, to be honest with you. <laughs> there's there's uh, lots of reasons to be. It's a conversation yeah, yeah. for another day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh that's what I still love you, Valve, but man, yeah, if you are disappointed. I feel like I, I I'm just being disappointed. But like it's you a, said, it's, it's a love hate thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh volpix i know we didn't answer your question at all
2: and i'm very <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry yeah, about yeah. that
0: <laughs> but hopefully you found our banter entertaining <laughs> so <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> uh, the next question comes from tonka truck uh, he says hi guys two things am i right in thinking there's been no announcement about archives yet you are wrong <laughs> that he posted that that morning that they announced it that they actually put out the first teaser oh nice so at the time he was right, but then he was wrong. Like, you know, so <laughs> well, isn't that cute? But it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he says, second, just been doing some comp games and I've come across something this season. I'm in high silver, placed well, placed uh, 1830. Play about 50% tank and support, 50% 50-50 tank and support. If I play Ryan or Brig, my team wins more often than not. I'm not pay- playing pretty much anything else. When it, or If I'm playing pretty much anything else, we don't. It could be me. I know I'm not the best Winston or Lucio, but I'm all right on the rest. Get decent numbers no matter who I play, but team seems to work better when I'm playing Bray or Ryan. Anyone else experience anything like that? My mic is rubbish, so I don't do a lot of shot calling, so I doubt it's
1: that. I can actually start this one off if you like.
0: Yeah, sure. Go for it.
1: So there is a particular fallacy that's very common at the rank you're at that you are kind of getting in the mindset of and that's your numbers um, with most characters, your numbers, especially like your your kills, things like that, your damage don't matter all that much. It's obvious from what you're saying, the information that we have, that you know how to perform your job correctly with Ryan and Brigitte. and. Those are two characters that work well together, so you probably do, that that probably explains why you're doing your job correctly on both of those. You're pushing forward with Ryan, protecting your team when you need to, backing out when you need to, et cetera, et cetera. But when you play other healers, maybe you're not doing your job like you need to be. Like if you're playing Ana, for instance, you need to be focusing on healing, like say you have a diving Genji. No other healer can heal Genji that well, or maybe your placement would be wrong with Ana. mine originally was like on temple of anubis um there's you're supposed to take high ground positioning away from your team rather than being right behind your team in the shit because you can get picked off things like that that just come with playing the game and learning from other people um so in my opinion what you're telling us uh is that you are doing your job correctly on those two and even though you can get kills and maybe not die a whole lot with your other with the other characters you play, maybe you're not performing the job that you're supposed to with your team as well with them. You get what I'm saying?
0: Right. I think I have a little bit of a different perspective on, on that. Um you Ryan and Brig. Brig obviously being a healer, she provides support. Ryan obviously being a tank uh can soak up damage for the team, can nullify damage using his shield. When I was a lower rank, the first time I got out of that rank area, right? Which at the time was um you know the, the SR system was different in, in season one, right? So I took up a philosophy and Ben talks about it sometimes and it's helped him as well. Protect the idiots. Keep the idiots <laughs> alive. And if you can keep them alive longer than the opposite team's idiots, you win. That's why I started playing Zarya in the first place. Zarya, if I had to say, I had to, if I was maining a character, my first main was Zarya. Before Orissa. Right. I've, I've, I've
1: heard a lot of people say that Zarya is the closest thing there is to a hard carry character that <laughs> you have in this game. Because you can. that's the entire philosophy is you protect the idiots. If they go running in, then... If if absolutely nothing else, then you get free charge. Or they live a little bit longer and can do some kind of work, hopefully.
0: Exactly. Like, oh, your is about to get sniped. I mean your 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 character's about to get sniped. Boom. Bubble that idiot. You know? Uh one of your teammates opposition gets charged by Ryan, right right hit the wall, bubble that idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you know. If you're playing with Blazing
1: Bob and he goes charging into the middle of the enemy team uh on point one and on the clock tower, then Bubble that guy and get some free charge. <laughs> <from the team> <laughs> <pie>. <laughs> Love you, <And> Bob.
0: <laughs> Reinhardt,
1: especially, because
0: what I imagine, if you're playing in silver, you're probably not, because so Reinhardt's played differently in low tiers than he has played in high tiers, right? Uh, in low tiers, a lot of people stand with shield, keep people up, you know, get people protection as they're moving in. In high tiers, Reinhardt is trying just to get, cl- uh, Reinhardt is trying to get close enough to the enemy to swing. And then he's expecting his healers to keep him up. That's how Reinhardt makes space in higher tiers, by swinging that goddamn hammer around. <laughs> you know. Um, and by the way, once you get to gold with Ryan like that, that's going to be a major issue because you're going to be in the in-between space of people who, right. who play Ryan one way and play Ryan another way. So you're going to get yelled at people. <laughs> people are going to yell at you for not holding your shield up so they can stand behind it. You know, when you should be moving forward. And then you're going to get yelled at by people who are expecting you to move up and do your job and, you know, start making space. So just get ready for that when you get to gold. Have a good time. Yeah, let us happy know. Happy trails, it goes. big guy. <laughs> yeah. But in, in, in silver, I think, and obviously I could be wrong, you know, let us know for sure. You This this comment was in Discord. So I'm assuming, you know, you come into Discord hopefully on a regular basis. But um, just let us know what you think. But it sounds like, you know, you're probably as Reinhardt, you're probably keeping your shield up. You're probably paying attention to where your teammates are and getting them shield where they need to be and pushing forward. I mean, and Reinhardt's an anchor tank, right? Um, You don't have to be a high iq player to know that you can be around the reinhardt and the reinhardt has a shield that will help you out so there's that and then brig you know you have that burst healing you have brig has good burst healing and she has, and as long as people are in range she can pump out an aoe so that's another way to keep people alive i find Lucio to be a a little bit a bit harder of a healer to deal with one he's off heal but two he's more effective getting into the mix doing damage like you know telling your teammates to move up with the with the speed song and then you know booping people around like he's more of an active healer like he doesn't just keep people alive in my opinion
1: all right and so like like i said a minute ago um brig and ryan synergy is really good so if you started off maining ryan for instance And then switch to Brig, well, you know what your Ryan is generally going to do because you know that character. And if you're supporting him as a Brig, as Briggs normally do, uh, that makes your job a lot clearer, a lot easier um, to actually do. So that's probably why you're doing well with Brig as well as Ryan.
0: Right. Yeah. But, you know, my my philosophy differs a bit from Kinder based off of, you know, this paragraph. You didn't say anything
1: wrong. I don't think you said anything wrong at all. Oh, I know I didn't say anything wrong. You've got to clarify that, Kendra. Oh, okay. <laughs> isn't that cute? Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: busting his balls. Um, so yeah, the I, I, I think you're you are taking up you have unknowingly taken up the protect the idiot philosophy, and it's working <laughs> out for you as it should in lower tiers. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean, dude, here's the deal, right? I know you don't want to be in silver. Nobody wants to be in silver. So do what works for you to get out of silver. Just do what works for you to get out of silver, right? I mean, it is good to have, to expand your hero pool. So I'm not saying don't do that. Don't practice other heroes. But if I were you to get out of silver, I would you know, just keep playing the characters that you know how to play that can keep the idiots alive and get you wins and get you out of silver. When you start running into roadblocks, Where your character, let's say, isn't effective anymore, like as effective, like Brig is not as effective once you start getting into with she I'll put it like this. She's not effective all the time when you the higher tier you get. Um, Right. You know, she's just not one of those characters. And, you know, maybe you start running issues where other people are playing Reinhardt or maybe you're just not doing Reinhardt as well in the higher tier. You can probably at least stabilize in a certain SR. And my suggestion to you is while you're doing that, go to quick play and pick up some other characters and learn them mechanically. Then take them into competitive play so you can learn how to play them a bit better.
1: Right. And even better, group up with some people that are a little bit higher SR than you. I wouldn't say group up with GMs or masters or anything and play quick play because they're going to teach you things that are not going to work at your SR. Because of your teammates. But do group up with people that are in like mid gold, low plat, things like that. They can teach you things that will help you climb in that rank. Uh, I think that's the biggest mistake a lot of people make. They go get like coaching and shit from GM players and they're a silver and they start practicing these GM techniques that rely heavily on teamwork and it's not going to freaking work. You got to carry yourself out of those low tiers. And that's why Elo Hell is such a big, stupid thing, is because what works and what you're supposed to do in higher levels is not going to work when you're surrounded by idiots.
0: Right, yeah. Like you like for, the higher you go, the less you have to do the protect the idiot uh mentality. And if you do do that, you'll actually be hurting yourself, you know. Right. You know, the the, the higher you go, like the higher SR you go, technically speaking, the challenges get more cha the the matches get more challenging. But it's actually easier to play if that makes any sense. You know, when I'm playing and, you know, in in high plat is... uh, That's a hit or miss depending on the day and the time. But but when you're playing in (laughs) Position of the moon. (laughs) Position of the moon, yeah. When you're playing like a diamond, like you don't... You kind of just really need to focus more so on what you're doing. Or actually a couple weeks ago, I talked about when, you know, we played with the podcaster team sometime. Like, with. the... Not not the very last time I played, but like a, a couple of weeks ago, I played the best Diva I've ever played before. And it's because I was just able to focus on D.Va because I knew Deathblow was doing what he needed to do. I knew Yankee was doing what he needed to do. I knew Bob and Mel were doing what they needed to do. You know? Everybody was doing what they needed to do. Yeah. And I was able to focus just on D.Va and get some sweet, you know, splodes you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you ha- when you have a functional team your objective as a singular player becomes a lot clearer and that's the thing we're the, the big point we're trying to get across so until you mm-hmm. get to that point do what works like josh said protect idiots <laughs> <laughs> yes protect the idiots i would get good with
0: zarya because man, i would i would recommend be- that as well I would say you'll be super charged up with Zarya, but then the thing that you got to take into consideration in lower tiers, people miss a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you can get mechanically decent with Zarya, you can eat players at lower tiers flat up. Actually, right now, dude, if you can get mechanically good with
0: Symmetra, which oh, is... Oh, that too. Oh my God, Symmetra's a monster. She is an absolute beast right now in lower tiers, man. So I, I would, It's kind of it. ridiculous.
1: She's a beast at fucking it. like at least mid-gold. Yeah, she's she. The thing about
0: Symmetra is that the longer she stays alive, the longer she's shooting, the bigger the problem she's gonna be. Right, you need to kill her ass. <laughs> she needs right. to go. And that ult is pretty underrated too if you use it right. It is. I so somebody was talking to me the other day. I think it was in team comms. I can't remember if it was in like Discord team comms or game team comms where they were saying the Symmetra ult isn't that good. I'm like, just split up the team. They're like, well, they could just
1: walk through the shield. I'm like, yeah. What?
0: What? It, it, how like they can walk through the shield, but how often
1: does that happen? Right. Right. You know, you have the shield dance option yourself. Like
0: exactly. And a lot of times what I
1: see people doing is instead of putting it horizontally directly in front of you. So you like, you're looking through it you put it and split yourself in half with it, you know, that way you can left-right shield dance. It's, it's I do so that good. all the
0: time. Because, think about it, <laughs> and this is uh, we have we have left the Tonka Truck topic at this point, and we're going to close <laughs> up soon, but if you think about it, if because Anna is in meta right now, Anna can't heal her teammates through that shield, dude. Anna can't heal her teammates. Baptiste can't heal his teammates. Uh, I don't think Mercy can get uh, uh, can actually target through. I think she can, if she she can guardian angel through but she can't actually heal through it so you have you can have half their team without a healer you just just work them just like that so but uh yeah with that i think we're gonna start closing up here you know uh i will like to draw everybody's attention to push the point again it is our new show we have Ramsey's on the show about two weeks ago uh, we're gonna try to get Lobosco on the show on this show you know soon so you can meet him as well. But push the point is our overwatch league centric podcast. I know you never thought you'd hear me say that, but then again, I'm not on the show, so <laughs> don't worry, you have two guys on the show who care very very much about Overwatch League and are very in tune with Overwatch League. They know what they're talking about they yeah they're they're into it they're really into it. they're like Bob. You're know, like bobbing to it, except I don't think they get like a raging boner every time Owl comes on. That's I like how you're difference. doing
1: the fist when you're talking about like you're very in tune with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, so that like that, that's it's almost like I'm streaming, like you know. <laughs> 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 yeah, but um, no, I would definitely check it out. It's a it's a great show, and it's not just a recap show. And I think that's why I actually enjoy it a bit more. It's not just a recap show. Uh it it talks more about the st- the news and the storylines. It doesn't just go over wall. Houston Outlaws did this and Florida Mayhem did that, and this is the score at the end of the game. It's not that. So it's not just another recap show. I would definitely give it a play. It is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Overcast, a bunch of other platforms I probably haven't uh seen it on yet, but it is out there, folks. I definitely recommend it. Just hit up com. And you will see the show in our menu. Um, Though we did finally put out community episode number four. We put it out yesterday because today's episode was going to be late. Thank you very much to Dens. And once again, I want to apologize to Dens for taking so long to get the episode out. It was a great conversation. And I hope this doesn't deter uh, him or anybody from coming on to do a community episode. uh, Because, you know, it wasn't like I didn't care about the episode. It was just scheduling scheduling. <laughs> it has not yeah. been kind. Uh, so, But I do, I, do, I do... We are looking for more people to do community episodes. So if you have you want to talk about, you know, just let us know and we can set something up. Um, we have the rank rolls in the Discord. We are looking for people to come in the Discord, especially in the lower ranks in silver and bronze. Most of the people I see are in gold and platinum, which makes sense. Most of the player places is in gold and platinum, but there's a lot of bronze players out there. There's a lot of silver players out there that and i think if you came into discord and you try to you know we group up with other silver and bronze players you guys can probably work yourself into at least gold so definitely come into discord check out the pc lfg even if you're on xbox or ps xbox or ps4 the instructions for the rank rolls are in that channel we just had xbox game night on friday it was a good time i i, I had a great time um we had some good games I don't want to toot my own horn, but apparently they were losing before I got there, and I got there and they started winning. Just saying, I'm just saying, I was doing okay. I I was worried that I was going to bring the team down, but we, I think we only lost like once once that we actually started playing. So it was a good night. I was playing Baptiste on console, and I enjoy playing Baptiste on console more than I do on PC. Really, to be honest with you, yeah. Like I don't know what it is about them. Maybe it's because I just felt more effective because it is easier to predict some movement on console so i was just hitting way more shots with Baptiste on console because maybe
1: maybe it feels more like the uh, halo br yeah (laughs) so but thank you
0: guys for coming out to game night really had a a a good time i think it's Hildago. i think i'm pronouncing your name properly i'm sorry if i'm not but dude you are a champ for staying up as late as you did to to play with us in the game night you know, I thought he was just a super chill dude. Apparently, he was exhausted. <laughs> 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 you know, so thanks a lot for coming out, dude. Really do appreciate it. And always want to give it a shout-out to Mellow Yeti for putting that together. Thank you very much, dude. Really do appreciate everything you do for our community. And uh, P- there, it will be a PS4 game night this Friday. I am going to try to make it, but I really can't make any promises. I am definitely going to try to make it, though, guys. Um, so, yeah, we do have a PS4 game night. Um, that is gonna, I don't know what time it's going to start. I would hop into the Discord and try to hook up with uh, Death Squad OG. He will tell you once the time is determined, they'll post it in the PS4 uh, game night channel. So there will be a PS4 game night this Friday, I believe. And uh, we normally live stream this show every Tuesday, usually between nine and ten o'clock. We get started, so you know Twitch.tv/slash mash those buttons. Like I said, starting next week, we're gonna start VIPing people who we see on a regular basis because you're all the real MVP. So we do, we do appreciate you guys coming in and talking with us. The shows are actually a little better when you guys come in and chat with us. And shout out to Aloof. first, first VIP. You might get get in there and already have VIP status, dude, because you rock. <laughs> You rock. It also helps that you live on the other side of the planet, and it's probably midday when, we, we right. are re- when we're recording, so you rock, dude. Um, we want to hear about your Overwatch stories. We're going to get into our contact info here in a little bit. And, um, you know, like I said, we hit, we do have a PS4 community and Xbox One Club available. They're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch, and we'd love for you to join that so that you can join in the game nights or, you know, our, our communities on the, you know on those consoles. And Discord, like I said earlier, discord.me slash match those buttons. Doesn't matter what console you're on or what platform play on. We'd love to have you in there to come in and talk with us sometime. Always talk about heroes of Overwatch too. That is a Facebook group. So if you are on the book face and you uh you know want to hook up with some more players or You want to just keep up with news or memes. That's a great group to join. So it has good admins, too.
1: Right. I actually meant to bring this to your attention earlier, uh, but Discord.me slash match those buttons actually does not work. Okay. Um, I I gave that link to someone else the other night. uh, Someone that added me actually on Apex. And for whatever reason, that link just four or four pages.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I will fix that. So, possibly by the time you hear this, it will work. (laughs) So, we will see. I am typing it away right now. (laughs) So, we'll uh, (laughs) we'll see if we can get that working. So, thank you, Josh, for bringing that to my attention right now. Name. (laughs) (laughs) Killing me, Smalls. Hey, man. You're you're Josh for bringing it up late. Okay, Josh? (laughs) I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, You can find us on Twitter.com slash WatchPointRadio. Uh, Kinder, where can I find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at NerfKinderPlease, that's PLS. You can find me on YouTube by the same name. And you can also find me on uh, the freaking launcher for Apex. I can never origin the origin app, uh, also the same name, Nerf Kinder, please PLS.
0: Okay, you can find me on Church of Ja on Twitter. So, Twitter.com slash Church of Ja. You can also find me here on Twitter, t- uh, twitch.tv slash match those buttons streaming something i haven't really been streaming that much recently i got i uh, got a lot of projects going on and every time i go to stream, <laughs> like i really should be coding something right now so <laughs> um when 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 time clears up again i i think i will start streaming again like i got that sweet capture card and i haven't even been using it so All right yeah play Tetris effects once and then that was it <laughs> <laughs> Any more there Yes, yeah, I I will actually especially Doom Eternal's coming out so. Oh my god, yes. Got to clear that schedule, got to clear that schedule. Uh so like I guess you know we do want to hear from you so you can email us at com, or you can contact us on Twitter, contact us on Discord. Um you can try to contact us on Facebook. I wouldn't really recommend it, but you can. Or you can try. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um and if you and uh you know if you want to help us out and you enjoy the show um, the best way to help us out is to share the show with others and to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice if you want to take your support a bit further you can become a patron at patreon.com slash watchpoint radio you can buy merch in our teespring store at teespring.com store slash match those buttons or you can become a twitch subscriber at twitch.tv slash match those buttons and I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows and with that, we are done for the night. Thank you guys very much. We'll catch you next week. Later, daters. Thank you for choosing a mash those buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashableButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, Make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest at Mash Those Buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons, and youtube.com slash buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community, so just go to discord.me slash mashthosebuttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.